0: Are you ready? A shot of wrestling, episode 199. And wait, wait, yo. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my door. Rose, a brick plan, they took but to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make no take a shot. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To episode one ninety nine of a shot of wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty, and uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me, my friends. We recorded the year end award show at the end of December on my laptop. The next week, not even a week later, we record the first show of the year. My laptop doesn't work; it's not record it's not picking up the audio equipment. Big pickle, huge disappointment. We end up thankfully Mark had his laptop on him. So since then, my laptop doesn't work. My laptop's just a fucking paperweight. Finally done everything I could do. I gave up, brought it to a repair center, did everything they could do. They didn't really fix the problem, but they got me sort of up and running. So being that they didn't fix the problem I told them I had, they didn't charge me. They charged me 20 bucks instead of the $80 if they had fixed it. So fingers crossed this is working. So far, so good. Sort of. You know, it isn't ideal. I'm going to have to do a lot of post work, but... Right now, I'm back, baby. And Mark is not here. Mark is one of those guys who likes to celebrate the whole month for his birthday. So he's out somewhere celebrating his birthday, doing God knows what with God knows who. And uh, really, folks, that's what he wanted me to tell you. But in reality, Mark is uh, recovering. Mark was hurt a couple of days ago. He is recovering from his injuries. My boys over at BX Strong, Ace Andrews, Big Cuzo, and Mr. Leland, who will be defending their BWF two-man faction championships against Eric Jaden and Rick Recon on March 7th at BWF, once upon a time in the Bronx. Eric Jaden and Rick Recon are in this battle bowl series where if you win, you get a point. If you lose, you lose a point. Eric Jaden and Rick Recon were in a fatal four-way So whoever won that match got two points. So right now, in the very first show, they have two points. They're in the lead, technically. But the Battle Bowl series is not over yet. Yet, somehow, I think Shotgun Shane Adams pulled some strings, did some shady work that he's known for, to give Eric Jaden and Rick Recon a tag team opportunity on March 7th in the Bronx. But Ace Andrews, if you follow him on social medias, is counting down their title reigns. So on Friday, day 21, he posted an epic burn against Mark Schwan. He had posted something on Instagram. Mark Schwann commented, wow, that's funny. When you guys lose the gold, I know some comedy clubs where you can take your act. Ace Andrews replied, I know some comedy clubs that can play your movies and... Uh, yeah, burns. I don't know what the doctors have been telling Mark, but that it is an epic burn. He is, I think, third-degree burns he is suffering from. So he's really recovering from the vicious burns at the hands of Ace Andrews. So get well soon, Mark. Look forward to having you back sooner rather than later. Speedy recovery, Godspeed, and good luck to Ace Andrews and Big though on March seventh. BWF's Once Upon a Time in the Bronx tickets still available, although not for long. Get them link to the tickets is in my bio at Michael's J. Party on social medias. Definitely check it out. But right now it's just me. It's been a while since I'm flown solo. You know, it feels good. I get to relax, stretch out, don't have to wear pants. It's it's, it's good. It's, it's really nice. And um, Mark is celebrating his birthday. You know, he's one of those guys makes it a birthday month, like I just said. But my birthday's coming up. I am not a big birthday guy. I do not like to celebrate my birthday. Going back to the history of this show, more often than not. For my birthday show, I have been alone. So keeping tradition alive, let's see how far I can do this. You know, my birthday show, my birthday gift to me is uh, I get to relax in the studio solo. But I do celebrate a birthday with the one and only legendary, one of the greatest of all time, Ric Flair. We share a birthday, so I wanted to pay homage to him. Instead of celebrating my birthday, I want to honor him and his birthday and his legendary career. I don't know if you heard the little... Note, I slid in there last week, but I kind of lost everything on my laptop, trying to fix my laptop problem I mentioned earlier. So all the Ric Flair clips I had saved, I wanted to play, I lost. I lost everything. I'm actually back down to Windows 8, like a loser. Ugh. So I want to find more Ric Flair clips. I want to pay homage to one of the goats. And uh, every clip I downloaded and recorded I wanted to play tonight was his retirement, his Hall of Fame. And everything sounded like I was paying tribute to him, as if he died. So, I have no clips to play for Ric Flair because I'm not honoring Ric Flair's passing. I'm honoring Flair, the legend. So, Ric Flair, happy birthday, my friend. Hopefully, you can come on a show of wrestling. and give you an interview here, man. Love to have you on the show. Happy birthday, my friend. God bless. Many, many more to come. Woo! Going back to a couple of years ago. Now, if loyal listeners to the show know if I, when I'm doing a show by myself, I throw it downstairs to Mike, the bartender good friend of mine now. Mark isn't a big fan of him. He doesn't think it's professional to throw it to a bartender. It's a lot of beef between him and Mark, so I don't want to bring it up. That's why we haven't heard of Mike the bartender in a while. So when I found out tonight, I was doing the show by myself. I was so excited. Let's throw, once again, throw it to Mike the bartender. I got here today. Mike's not here. Mike is going through some health issues. He's okay. He'll be fine. He'll probably be back next week, so, but he's not here tonight, which is disappointing, but one of my favorite moments of the show, we are in the doorstep of our 200th episode. Huge milestone here in the show. But also, we record the show Friday night. Something happened. I had to record the show Saturday night. I'm recording the show Saturday, February 22nd, which I found out is the exact four-year anniversary of A Shot of Wrestling. So, one, everybody here the show is looking forward to our 200th episode. Kind of pushed to the wayside. Our fourth anniversary. So, happy anniversary to us been a long four years you know but time flies when they're having fun so let's celebrate our fourth anniversary and our 200th episode in the same shot of wrestling yeah let me throw back to a clip way 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 back to episode 53 almost a 150 episodes ago the first show i did on my birthday by myself it was in the late 40s I think, maybe 50, where Green Man had to leave the show. His beautiful and handsome baby boy was in the process of getting born. So he couldn't really commit to the show, so he left the show. So let me just bring new life. So I started a co-host search. It ran for a couple of months. Green Man somehow ended up winning. Uh, he was at the bar one night, and he ended up coming up and entering himself into the co-host search. And that was legit. Again, I say this all the time. It wasn't a work. It wasn't kayfabe. Green Man actually was free one night, came to the bar, ended up coming to the studio, and won our co-host search. To make it kayfabe, we said uh, another participant had won as well. It tied. Just to make it not so obvious this was in cahoots, which we weren't, again. So we made that up. That guy didn't win. That guy didn't get any votes. But Green Man actually won, so he came back to the show for a little bit. But this is the time where we're doing a co-host search. Every week, we'd have somebody different. Come to the show and audition to be my co host, fill in for the Green Man. So, my birthday episode, this contestant backed out last minute. So, that's why I started this tradition of doing my birthday show solo. So, going back to our fourth anniversary, 200 episode, let me throw back to a clip which I was able to take off my phone. Thank you, Podbean, for holding up every single episode. Every single episode is still available on Podbean. So, make sure to check out podbean.com, a shot of wrestling. Check out all our old episodes. Our previous 198 episodes are still there on their library, so definitely check it out. So, this is a brief clip. Throwing it back. Let's throw it back to 2017. Buddy. What? Buddy, you there? Hello? What's going on, bro? You there? What the hell is that? Buddy. Hello? God, is that you? No, it's too bad. It's Monkey from the bar. How you been? Mikey, from the bar? Yeah, that's me. What the hell are you doing here? I didn't press your button yet. You see, that's the thing. You haven't been pressing my button for the last couple of weeks. What's been, it's been busy. What's up with that, bro? What's up with it's that? It's been busy, bro. Too busy for your favorite bartender? Yeah, sorry, bro. Well, I, I understand that Megan's not here no more. She's on vacation. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to tune in and get some br- uh, wrestling shots? Yeah, Mike, it's, it's just been crazy. You know, three men left. Yeah, I heard that. I heard co-host search. Co-host search. What's this about? Well, it's a search for a new co host. It's pretty self explanatory there, Mikey. Yo, I think I'll be great as your new co host. We have great rapport. <laughs> Report, okay. You know, Mama told all her friends at the seniors she? that last time I was on the show episode 50, big episode. pretty so episode big, yes. 50. Congratulations really? on one year. But. Thank you, Thank you very much. You know, Mike. Like Putty, you have the same name and everything. Yes, we do. Why not choose me, your favorite bartender? Like, man, that would be great. Hell yes. You in the studio, me and you ribbing back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who would serve the bar downstairs? Who would serve your customers? Your customers would miss you. Megan would miss you. Yeah. Megan would miss me. But you got Charlie. Charlie's down yeah, Charlie with... my man, I understand that. But there's a process you have to go through. For shits and for some giggles, what is this process? I would have to go through to make Mama happy make something of myself well you gotta email us at inbox at out a shot of wrestling thanks you gotta tell us why I should pick you you know why why you wanna be on the show cause I mentioned that before bro my ma alright we'll worry about that later but why are you here like how did you even do that I didn't press a button I didn't cue to you I'm not prepared what's what's going on let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a girl who knows a guy Anyway, before this big technical glitch that I don't know, um what's going on? We got a lot busy week. Wells MJP's a well, little birdie told me something. Something special. Well thank you for being so clear on that. What yeah. special thing did you hear? Who knows? From who? It's not important who's told me, but somebody's got a birthday. Somebody here's got a birthday. Who could it be? Spoiler alerts! It's not me. First of all, it's Ric Flair. Woo! Why are you singing? My good personal friend has a birthday. I get excited I like to sing. Good personal friend. And in honor of special occasion, mm-hmm. I made you your very own shot. The Michael J. Putty's Birthday's Chocolate Cake Shot. All right, that actually does sound pretty damn good. What's in it? You see, I know you. I know what you like because we're good friends. I don't know your last name. You need three fourth ounce vodka, three fourth ounce of Frangelico. How you, doing? you Need a lemon wedge. How you doing? Seeds removed. No one likes to the seeds. Yeah. Coat that bitch in a sugar coating. Combine the vodka and Frangelico in a cocktail shaker. Top with ice and shake vigorously, my friend. Straight into a shot glass. Serve alongside the lemon wedge. Shoot the shot first, followed by the lemon wedge. Shoot the shot, Shoot the shot, then the lemon wedge. Then the lemon wedge. Okay, got it. Now, why on earth is it called a chocolate cake? It sounds nothing like that. A lemon wedge? Would I steal you wrong? No, trust me. Everything comes together. It tastes exactly like a chocolate cake. Seven layers, if you like. I would like. Um, since Megan's not there, you going to bring me up the shop? Or what's the deal? i have to come down? Yes, we are a little short-staffed, so I'll keep it on ice for you. No, I'll make it fresh for you. When he comes down after the show, maybe take a little break. You deserve one. You're working hard by yourself tonight. Enjoy your birthday. Alright, uh how do you know it was my birthday? I, I did not tell anybody. Well, like I said, a little bart told me. But well, we are not there, my friend. I got one last surprise for you. I called the WWE and had them record a special message for you. And only you, my man. Now, go on and play the clip. Um what clip? That's the clip right there in your system. Uh, See that little yellow button next to the green one? Yeah. Well, you want to go ahead and press that. How'd you even get a clip into the system? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. First you somehow commandeer the show, and now you put a clip into the secure system because you know it guy. Bingo. Well, against my better judgment, this should be interesting. Here we go. Our baby's all grown up. <laughs> Happy birthday, Michael baby. J. Porti. Happy birthday to you. Birthday to you. Happy birthday Michael J. Puddy. Happy birthday to you Yo Michael J. Puddy. Yo Awesome Wow, well I'm speechless. Good job, thank you. I don't know how you got those guys to personalize that for like I said, I know a guy. Who who knows knows a guy. Yeah, got it. Well, Mike, I don't know how you did it, but thank you for the birthday wishes. But oh, I welcome. really need to get on with the show. There's a lot to talk about here okay. this week. You've got a boss. So thank you very much. I will see you once the show is done. Can't wait. That's funny because I actually remember that night hanging out with Mike. But anyway, week two of the XFL is in the books. By the time this show posts, week three will be in the books. But now we're focusing on week two. Ben Fisher of Sports Business Journal noted the attendance of week two was up 9.5 percent to 76,285 fans from the opening weekend and there's a huge strong presence true huge attendance over the seattle dragons home opener week two of the xfl averaged 2.06 million viewers between four games that aired on abc fox and fox sports one this was down 34 percent from the debut weekend which averaged 3.12 million viewers between four games now you knew that was going to happen as the weeks go on Talking about those NXT and AEW, you got, you're going to hit a plateau. It's going to take a couple weeks, but you're going to hit a plateau. So week two, of, you knew it was going to happen. It's going to dip. The first game between DC Defenders and New York Guardians averaged 2.146 million, which was down 35% from the previous week. The second game on Saturday was down 29%, although that was, like I said, it was the biggest attendance of any XFL game in the first two weeks. On Sunday, the games were down 29% and 45%. But attendance was pretty strong. And L.A. drew an average of 14,979 fans at Dignity Health Sports Park, which is the smallest crowd so far in the XFL. It is a small stadium. Houston drew 17,103 fans, down 4% from the season opener, I guess. Now, the AAF saw a much steeper decline, 65% drop in ratings from Week 1 to Week 2. But Week 2, they, they went on like b and d list networks, TNT at the NFL Network as well. Now, the original XFL... Back in 2001, fell 52% from week one to week two. Now it's airing on NBC. So we're doing good so far. Week three will be in the books by the time the show posts and you're listening to this. So all this is old news, but I'm curious to see the numbers when week three's data comes out. So, but the on-field product, that was Mark's biggest thing. The on-field product is still pretty good. The games are exciting. I'm sucked in. Fantastic work. And uh, let's see what happens. Only seven weeks left. The thing with the XFL is there's no extra point. So you get six points for a touchdown. You can go, again, you get one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, or go for three points from the 10-yard line. Field goals are still three points. Our boy Jimmy J is doing XFL championship boxes. Same exact thing as Super Bowl boxes, only something I talked about, I think, last week, maybe two weeks ago. Any number you get could be a winner. So make sure you hit up Jimmy J. Take it home on TV on our social medias. If you want to get involved in his XFL championship boxes, I got two already. So I uh, can't wait to see what happens. But enough of me rambling on. We got a show to get to, wrestling show to get to. But like I said, we are on the doorstep. We're one show away from our 200th episode. The previous 198 episodes, we've met a lot of people. The previous four years, a lot of people have come into our lives. Some have stayed, some have gone on to bigger and better things. But everyone we had appreciated, everyone helped us along the way. We would not be here. Celebrating 204 years, if it wasn't for these people. And some of them were nice enough to dial it up, 619-343-3005, to leave a congratulatory voicemail. So let's play some of them right now. What, you guys don't pick up for Pat Flanagan? Ah, oh, come on, man. You know you want to pick up the phone. But hey, listen, when you had me on the other day, I had a fantastic time. Congratulations on 200 episodes. You should have had me on. But, you know, anyway, congratulations, fellas. Hey, it is referee Stephen Demang. You've seen me count the one, two, three in many a place. And I just wanted to say congratulations on reaching your 200th episode. I'm loving it. And all of you guys listening should, too. Or I might disqualify you. This is Tara Calloway. If you're an awesome dinosaur like me, you'd be hanging out with a shot of wrestling, guys, because they know how to treat a dino. Hey, what's up, Shot of Wrestling? This is Brian Idol, and I'm just calling to congratulate you guys on your 200th episode. And I got to be honest, uh, I'm surprised you guys aren't in jail or dead by now. So congratulations. Later. Keep listening to my main man, Green Man, and Michael J. Putty for a shot of wrestling. So you get me, gente. you already know what time it is. It's cha-cha time. Hey, it's Kid Osborne. I just want to leave a message for you bozos at Sean of Wrestling and wish you a happy 200th episode. Uh, I'm sure, you know, that's such a a ridiculous feat for any podcast, any any radio, uh, anywhere. So, congratulations. I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, I should be the 200th, uh, but I'm not because clearly I'm not good enough. And that's fine. You know, this is a long time coming. I, I just feel for me that if you ask my opinion, it would be a much more important episode if I was a part of it because I don't know we've our relationship is lasting. <sighs> but it's all right. So anyway, happy uh, this episode. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. All right, folks, there's a lot of news to get to, so we're going to try to power right through this. We're going to start off with what we talked about last week's TV takedown, Nyla Rhodes becoming the second ever AEW Women's Champion. Well, some people had some things to say, as me and Mark talked about it in length, and we knew this was going to happen. Me and Mark had a long conversation on episode 198. A lot of it, I had to cut it out because it's kind of we were just talking in circles. So I wrote down everybody's comments, mainly Val Venus's, mainly Cody Rhodes's, and Nyla Rose, and then realized, you know what, I'm not going to talk about it. We know what happens. We know what they said. I don't want to give it any more oxygen, so we're not going to talk about it here. If you don't know what was said, you can Google it. You know, I said it was going along with what me and Mark said, and the end of the conversation was everybody's going to have their own personal opinion on the situation. Nothing I say is going to change your opinion, so I'm not going to waste my time talking about it. If you feel a certain way about it, good for you. But we here are going to say congratulations to Nyla Rose, the second ever AEW Women's Champion. See how long her reign lasts. But speaking of AEW, Fightful Select is reporting that AEW tried to book an event at the former U.S. Bank Arena, now known as Heritage Bank Center. But the arena didn't want anything to do with AEW. It was noted that the reason for their refusal is due to their existing relationship with the WWE. John Moxley is reportedly the one pushing AEW to run a show in Cincinnati as he prefers, quote-unquote, that side of the country for events, end quote. All right, what side of the country does he mean? Does he mean the East Coast? Does he mean the Northern Coasts? Don't know what that means, but okay. So I was kind of shocked until I remembered, you know, arena blocking was really commonplace during the Attitude Era. More recently with the MSG, with the, the New Japan show, back in the Attitude Era, that was commonplace. WWE did not allow WCW to run... And some of the biggest arenas, most noticeably, most famously, Madison Square Garden, which is what made the Japan Supercard show huge deal. Now I'm curious to see if this is a one-off, if this is something going to continue to go on. I'm going to follow the story because it's very interesting, so we'll keep you updated. But speaking of AEW, again, All Elite Wrestling has revealed their first look at their upcoming action figure line. AEW is coming out with toys, folks. Featuring AEW world champion Chris Jericho, Cody, The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and more. The new AEW Unrivaled line will be on display at Jazzwares booth at the Toy Fair here in New York, February 22nd to the 26th, and it will hit retail stores later this year. So a picture of it looks cool. If you're somebody who collects these action figures, Props to you, let us know what you think about AEW coming out with action figures of their own dial it up 619-343-3005 or hit us up on our social medias and we can read your comments or play them in a future episode but in a press release they continue to go on about it saying aw on collectible action figures will be boast 25 points of articulation real 3d scanned likenesses and a variety of accessories and authentic ring gear with multiple waves per season fans can collect the stars including mjf darby allen dr Britt baker Randy Rhodes, Hangman Page, Jurassic Express, and many, many more. Each wave will include a limited edition and rare variants to add chase and elation to every release. So if you're an AEW fan and you're a toy nerd, look forward to this. Put your pre orders in now on Amazon. In other news, again, a promotion that's been kind of fell down the ladder wrongs with AEW has been impact. Well, Impact Wrestling signed one of the top indie free agents, Chris Bay. Impact announced that Bay has been officially signed and will make his official in-ring roster debut very soon. Bay recently worked the February 8th and February 9th Impact TV tapings in a single match against Damian Drake and an eight-man match. So congratulations to Chris Bay. The 24-year-old, who was billed as the ultimate finesser, is from Las Vegas. First worked a few matches back In 2018 with Impact. Also appeared on the October 11th, 2019 episode of 205 Live. He has also worked for ROH, Bar Wrestling, GCW, PCW Ultra, and many, many others. In a media call earlier this week, Cody Rhodes praised Chris Bay. And was actually trying to sign him to AEW. Now you know why people don't want to go to WWE. The scheduling, yada, yada, yada. Now AEW just tapes once a week. Impact tapes what, twice a month? So I'm curious to see why Chris Bay decided to sign with Impact instead of the more popular, more money AEW. But congratulations to him, and we'll look forward to seeing him on Impact Tuesday nights on Access TV. But sticking with Impact, Impact also announced this past week that Alpha One Wrestling will now air on their Impact Plus on-demand service. Alpha One Wrestling is a popular Canadian-based promotion that has been running shows in Ontario since 2010 is the brainchild of founder Ethan Page, who is the reigning, defending Impact World Tag Team Champion. The first Alpha 1 show aired on Impact Plus will be Deadly Encounter, which is held on February 16th in Hamilton, Ontario. It will be available on Impact Plus this February. I think only days away now. Along with four additional shows of Alpha 1 back from 2019. The next major Alpha 1 show is This Is The Way. Live on March 22nd, featuring in-ring appearances for many Impact stars. The show will premiere on Impact Plus in early April. I wonder why they aren't carrying it live. All these Impact shows they do in other promotions randomly on the weekend. There's one tonight, live on Impact Plus. I wonder why they don't do Alpha One's show live. Huh. But what else? You know the news? JBL is reportedly scheduled to be inducted into this year's Hall of Fame class. Now, we're not sure when the induction will be announced. But JBL is a former world champion. He held the title for 280 days. He's also been a former intercontinental champion, as well as tag team champion on three occasions with Ron Simmons. He retired from in-ring competition following WrestleMania 25 against his loss to Rey Mysterio, which I remember very vividly. We had great seats, I think eight rows from the ring, behind commentary. It was only a couple months ago where we talked about who do we want to see in the WWE Hall of Fame that's not in yet. That was back in episode 192. That was me, Mark Schwann, Jimmy J, and the Green Man. During our three count, we decided to limit it down to one count. Who do we want to see into the Hall of Fame? My pick was JBL. I felt not yet, not this year, of course. There's, you yeah Batista and the NWO, two headliners, which I didn't know why. yet. two headliners, but I felt JBL could headline a class of his own. Mark didn't agree with me. So let's rewind it back again to episode 192 to see how that conversation played out. So nobody took the names on my list. So i got to shorten it down now. Okay. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon with, uh, obviously, say, Owen Hart or Christian because I think both of the men deserve it equally, especially Christian. But everyone's voting for Christian. Somebody I don't hear people backing up as much as a former WWE champion, former United States champion, former IC champion, a three-time tag team champion, 18-time hardcore champion, Wow. And a one-time European champion. Don't oh, forget that. John Bradshaw, Layfield. He transformed his character from a mid-card nobody cowboy into the acolyte into the APA and then to the tested Wall Street snob, or as I call him, the wrestling god. Who was the a wrestling god. god? Who was a heat magnet? He could draw heat wherever he went. Maybe because he was a real life, he was an asshole. Maybe that helped too. <laughs> And until summer right of 2018, he was the longest reigning champion in SmackDown history. You know, he got reactions wherever he wanted. I think he does, rightfully deserves a place in the Hall of Fame. Not I, this year. Headline class later down, down the road. Is but he some of the headlines you think? Absolutely. No, I, 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 I don't. know. No. The, no. no. Okay. For all the accolades that you've given to JBL, and trust me, he's done a lot in wrestling. Okay. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if he has a strong enough name power to headline. Uh, Hall of Fame. They're running out of headliners. What's that? They're running out of headliners. They're actually going to be a it, time it, when there's no big it, headliner No, left. I mean... It, no. No, I, dude, so hmm. long as wrestling is going, you're going to... I mean... Like, the, you know, like someone like Batista who gets in way too early. No. I mean, you have... The Rock. You have The too, Rock. You, you, still rock. The rock. you mean, still still have John mean, Cena. Long. You have The Undertaker. Three years. You have... Um, I'm sure. trying to think. You eventually Three Chris years. Jericho down the line. I told
1: a rock and roll It's a long, long time on the road.
0: A long way down the road. yeah. That's a long way. So I'm better than Mark Schwann in a lot of things. Looks, height, podcasting abilities, commentary abilities, acting abilities. But you just heard it. Called me out. I said JBL could be a headliner. He didn't believe he could be. WB agreed with him and made JBL part of the class of 2020 along with the NWO Batista, and the Bella Twins. So congratulations to everybody that I just mentioned. But also, joining that class is rumored to be the British Bulldog in news that will delight many. He is expected to be inducted into the 2020 class. The Bulldog passed away at the age of 39 back in May 2002. He's a former IC champion, hardcore champion, of course, a tag team champion. The Bulldog has been part of a very high-profile campaign over the last several years from his fans requesting the WWE to induct him into the Hall of Fame, and his family even got involved. They've pushed for his Hall of Fame induction for several years now, calling other wrestlers to record videos on their social medias to support his induction. Well, those calls have been answered, and it looks like the British Bulldog will be a part of the 2020 class, which takes place April 2nd from the MLI arena in Tampa, Florida. But speaking of WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey and Bill Goldberg are not currently scheduled for the showcase of the immortals. And according to the wrestling observer, triple H is not scheduled either. Now, unless plans change, it will be the first time since WrestleMania 23, that triple H has not wrestled at the event. And now it's only due to injury. It's supposed to be triple H versus John Cena, but Shawn Michaels filled in for him due to injury. But wow, what a streak. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I can't see how he would fit into a storyline and against who at this point in the game, no pun intended. But it's also being reported that the E has plans for six different women's matches on the card. You got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, which has been announced. Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. Naomi versus Bailey, And the other matches being the third annual WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, and the tag team match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Again, that's a lot of matches. Probably be a record, right? In other news going on, what we talked about last week, WWE is reportedly in talks to sell their pay-per-view rights to ESPN, which would then air the events on its ESPN Plus subscription service. Talk about last week, WWE became interested in selling their pay-per-view rights after seeing ESPN pay UFC a Huge amount of money for their rights. Now, since 2014, WWE has aired its pay-per-views on the WWE network for a price of 9 which what sold me into getting the network. Not only the pay-per-views, but every pay-per-view ever made from them, ECW, WCW. Huge deal for only $9.99 a month. That's fantastic. And the ESPN Plus subscription service is actually cheaper it's only four ninety nine a month, although that did not take into account for the WWE pay per views. So, in order to watch a UFC pay per view on ESPN Plus, they must pay four ninety nine a month, and an additional sixty four ninety nine for each event, which is what monthly. Now, if you assume like Mark Schwann, I don't know if he said it last week's show or off air, why would he pay nine ninety nine a month for the E Network? If he's not getting the pay per views. That's the only reason he bought the network. Because it's going to be a tough sell for fans like Mark and myself even who are paying less than double that for an entire year of pay-per-views. We're paying $9.99 a month and getting these 12 to 14 pay-per-views. That's it. Now you want me to pay $65 in addition to the $5 I'm paying for ESPN Plus? Going back to what I said last week about me paying for HBO and an additional payment for HBO Max. Fuck that even though they announced a friend's reunion. I'm not, why am I going to pay for something and pay an additional thing to get the same thing? No. Not for me. Oh, and I know if ESPN does this, they're not going to air pay-views on the network. So why am I having the network then? Am I going to pay $70 a month to watch a pay-view? This is the worst decision for the fans great decision for vincent McMahon, especially all the money he's lost in the xfl but no 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 now i believe they've still replayed the pay-per-views on the network but by then you're spoiled you know what happens i'm not gonna watch that <sighs> now another question regarding this espn deal if it would include the nxt takeovers now if it does that's a huge drop in the network subscriptions the weekly NXT show was one of the biggest draws to the network, but then it moved to USA. We still watch the replay on the network on Thursday. Again, don't get me started on that anymore. But the departure from NXT left the pay views the only reason people would still subscribe to the network, much like Mark Swan said last week. If the pay views aren't airing live, then what's the point of being subscribed to the E-network? <sighs> Now, fans like me would be left to decide if access to old pay-per-views, old Raws, old SmackDown, with the original content, are worth the $9.95 without the pay-per-views. Even with the pay-per-views, the WWE Network subscriptions have been on the decline. As part of its fourth quarter 2019 earnings report, there was a 9% drop in subscribers as compared to the end of 2018. But then another fat contract with a world-renowned brand like ESPN after just signing the Fox deal would increase WWE's scope on a national, worldly level. And, you know, undoubtedly would be a great, you know, it's called optic in the views of their stockholders, like my brother and intern Jeff. Uh, I missed, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Let us know what you think. Dial it up, or hit us up on our social media's inbox at a shot of wrestling.com let us know what you think about potentially the pit views leaving the we network would you still subscribe in all the news samoa joe is currently out of action with another injury he reportedly suffered the injury while filming a we commercial last week according to pro wrestling sheets the injury came as he hit his head during a table break there's no word yet on when he'll be medically cleared clear to get back into the ring or specifics about the injury itself but it was noted he could be out of action for a long time I mean, he just returned recently from a thumb injury. He was out of action for like, two weeks for a concussion. So, man, when it rains, it pours. Poor Samoa Joe. Although, you know, he was great on commentary. He was great on W backstage. But speedy recovery to him. hope he doesn't miss mania. know, the news, question Mark's been asking me nonstop for weeks now is about Vic Joseph. Mark Schwan is a big fan of Vic Joseph. Mark Schwan has loved his commentary style. Mark Schwan has kind of used it as a template for his commentary style. But this man wasn't keen on his style. In an update, he will now be calling some NBA games. He posted on Instagram thanking the Cleveland Cavaliers and said he's looking forward to being a part of the second half of the season. Saying, and I quote, thanks to the NBA Cavs and the Spencer Miller and the Drama King W.E. for the Chicago hospitality. It was nice to be back around the game that helped make my career grow. Looking forward to being a small part of NBA TV in the second half of the season. He is still under contract with the E, but will be allowed to work outside and do other sporting events, much like John Coachman and Charlie Caruso do. So good luck to Vic Joseph. I didn't have a problem with him on my wrong commentary. Obviously, Mark didn't as well. Mark saw something in him that I did not see. But we'll see what the future holds for Vic Joseph. And quickly, Shelton Benjamin announced he signed a new five-year deal with the WWE. Don't really know why, because they're not really using him well, but I'm happy about that. I'm a big Shelton Benjamin fan. I'm hoping eventually they find something for him to do, because he's great in the ring, he's good in the mic, and uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago now they were doing this thing on smackdown where he would just like laugh and smile to the camera that fell through hoping they find something for him he's in an immense talent that they could not afford to lose to aw so i'm happy they locked him in but i'm hoping they do use him and finally alicia fox announced on instagram she's been sober for six months saying i quote happy six month recovery to me speechless and still growing recovery and addiction challenge forms of the norm but who wants to mature to normal anyway keep expanding Congratulations to her. That cannot be easy. So I can't go six days without a drink. Can I imagine six months? Big, huge congratulations to her. But that's the news this week, folks. Let's get right into some TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, folks, it's time for some TV Takedown. Let's start with Raw and Randy Orton's brutal beatdown of Matt Hardy. <sighs> Talk about last week, I think Mark mentioned how Randy Orton's you not know, on his A-game. And last week, people thought Matt Hardy was written off TV, and only to find out he's coming back for no-holds-barred match, which he was not medically cleared to participate in this week. But I see Randy Orton attack him with that hangman off the top rope, wearing a neck brace, and then attacking him like he did. You knew it was coming, but I see the fan reaction, the kids crying, the, the, the jaw dropping to the floor. Everyone was shocked. A lot of people were disgusted. Yet, a lot of people were chanting one more time. You fucking assholes. You sick, depraved individuals. But yet, nobody... Why didn't anybody come down to help Matt Hardy? Like two refs at ringside. More security. Why didn't more refs come out after the first concerto to the ring steps? Why was he able to do it again? Two refs. Two refs can't stop the Viper Randy Orton. The 13-time world champion. Uh, He's wearing a freaking neck brace at the beginning of the show. Not even other wrestlers from their locker room come down and let's help him. I kind of thought in the back of my mind, since nobody was coming to help him, that this is when they reintroduced Jeff Hardy. I thought Jeff Hardy was going to come down and make the save, but womp, womp, womp. But he got Randy Orton over as a heel. It's a psychotic kill at the most, so I guess well done. Charlotte Flair came out wearing yellow and black, the colors of NXT. Did not go unnoticed. Well done. And I was really excited about the sermon from the Monday Night Messiah. You know, I'm not too keen on this character of this gimmick, but I'm curious about it. I'm curious to see where they're going with this. But the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples, way too long. You need a cooler faction name. You give yourselves a faction name. I don't know what you can call each other, but think of something. You guys are smart. So, but it went on a little, little too long. But I am curious to find out what Phase 2 has in store. What does Phase 2 even mean? Who are they targeting in Phase 2? But moving on, like, did you guys see, like, some sort of interference or a like scrambling of your picture or interference on your picture. Like, what's going on? They never mention it. Obviously, they can't. But what was it leading to? Who was it leading to? I'm very curious to see if it comes up this week on Raw. But who could it be? But I mention that because on Impact, Impact started with the same exact thing. Five, ten seconds, which I scanned on my phone, led me to a website realityislost.com, something they've been doing the last couple of weeks, apparently. I don't know if the QR code was something that has been going on in the last couple of weeks. I just missed it. Or is it the first time they shared it on the show? But, dude, that is awesome. I don't know what this is leading to. I don't know who, again, who this is leading to. But definitely, guys, I want to check out realityislost.com. One word. Check it out. Let me know what you think this is leading to because I am at a loss. Loving it. Something that will make me tune into Impact next week to find out what's going on smackdown not much happened on smackdown you have the fallout of uh the valentine's day date with otis and uh mandy rose you find out that it wasn't mandy rose who sent that text that she was going to be late duff's like there is a genius so well done i'm curious to see what, what's the payoff here does mandy rose go out with otis well what happens to tucker does tucker go out with somebody what's tucker do when otis and mandy rose get together does Benny rose manage Otis and Tucker I don't know. But we'll find out more in the weeks to come. Speaking of SmackDown, I don't have much from SmackDown, but officially they confirmed the Bella Twins will be inducted as a part of this year's class. Going back to Raw for a second, you know, my wants to watch in twenty nineteen were the Street profits Haven't heard much of them in the last couple of weeks. My curse lives on, but they came out of nowhere. At the end of Raw to insert themselves into the Monday Night Messiah and Disciples rivalry with Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the Viking Raiders. So I'm hoping this continues. But although, like, the Viking Raiders are a part of this rivalry already, so, so what purpose do the Street prophets have here in this storyline? Is it a one-off appearance? Do they fall out? Do they have a one-match for the titles and go back to catering? I don't know. But I'm happy to see they're being used, unlike my man EC3. Still, hashtag give EC3 a chance. Let's get that trending. Ugh, whatevs. That's all the TV I have for this week. I did not watch NXT. I did not watch AEW. Once they a busy night for me, so I didn't get a chance to check any one of those out. I heard they were great shows, top to bottom. Apparently, Cody Rhodes did a uh, moonsault off the top of a steel cage. Everybody's losing their minds about. Did I see Kurt Angle do that? Did I see Jeff Hardy do that? Why is everybody creaming their pants? Because Cody Rhodes did it? Uh, Yeah, okay. But earlier in the show, we played some voicemails of... Good friends of ours who wanted to congratulate us on our 200th episode and 4th anniversary. we got another set of clips here to play, which ends with a voicemail from the godfather of A Shot of Wrestling. The man who, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for this man. So, stay tuned to the end of this segment for the kind words of Eric Jaden. Hey, A Shot of Wrestling. Just high on... I just wanted to shoot you a congratulations, because I know you guys are coming up on your 200th episode. Um, thank you for having me a part of y'all's uh, podcast. I just wanted to send you all a congratulations. Thank you. Yo, Mike and Green, man. This is Gabriel Sky, and I just want to congratulate you guys on nearing almost 200 podcast episodes. Yo, that's huge, man. That's huge. But if people want to listen to my interview with you guys, Take a look to episode 169. You guys had me on the pod. I just want to congratulate guys again. It's a huge milestone, and keep on doing what you're doing, guys. Keep it up, bro. Yo, guys, it's Kurt Stallion. I was just calling to say congrats on the 200th episode coming up. You know, really good job you guys are doing over there. A shot of wrestling. I appreciate everything you guys do, so... Hi, my friends and fellow geeks at A Shot of Wrestling. I am here for you and your almost 200th episode. That is amazing. And I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. Hey, guys, it's Eric Jaden. Listen, known you guys for now going over three years. And I have to say, one of the best, best moments of my life was the moment I got to meet up with you guys. I saw potential. I saw talent, and I saw something very special inside you guys. So I want to say a very, very special congratulations for your upcoming 200th episode, and I want to wish you many, many more. Let's take this ride together. Again, big thanks to Eric Jaden, the godfather of A Shot of Wrestling, for putting us on the map, for getting his connections and commentary. So huge thank you to him. Unfortunately, it's kind of sad that you guys are going to lose to A.C. Andrews and Big Cuzo on March 7th as B.W.F. presents Once Upon a Time in the Bronx as B.X. Strong defend their two-man faction championships against Eric Jaden and the Cyborg Assassin Rick Recon. You know, I just don't see how they can beat B.X. Strong, but I'll be at ringside. Can't wait to find out. Tickets are still available Get them while you can. Last month's show sold out. It was standing room only. So if you want a seat, get your tickets while you can. Link to tickets are in my bios on a, my social media. Is at Michael J. Putty. So check it out while you can. But like I mentioned earlier, we were recording the show on Saturday for a change. February 22nd, our fourth year anniversary. So during the show, I went downstairs to get our drinks, see what's going on, and uh, watched a little bit of that fight. Tyson Fury. Against Deontay Wilder, the big, big fight that's been hyped for months now. The big rematch, Wilder Fury 2, ended. You know, Tyson Fury was carried to the ring on a throne, but he exited as king as he scored a seventh round knockout, a TKO, to hand Deontay Wilder his first loss. The fight was billed as the biggest heavyweight fight since Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson back in 2002. As the results are coming out, there's more reviews and praise about this fight. But yeah, the Gypsy King reigns supreme. What does this mean for him being at WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay? Vince wouldn't pay big money for a loser to be at WrestleMania. Now that he's won, he's champion. Can we see Tyson Fury at WrestleMania? Do you want to see him at WrestleMania? Dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five or let us know on our social media. Wrestling no way, all across the board. I just texted somebody who was watching it. He said it was a good fight. So, you guys got a chance to watch the replay. Check it out. Although, you know who wins now. So, I'm not a big boxing guy myself. But, I wanted to watch this. But, I didn't pay that money. Much like I won't be happy I paid the money to ESPN for a WWE pay-per-view. Oh, man. That's still grinding my gears. I'm paying 10 bucks a month to get 14 pay-per-views a year. Now, you only pay $5 a month plus 65 to $70 a month? Ugh. Oh, man. But let me go downstairs, refill my drink, let me go home. I am tired. It's been a long week, especially all this drama with my laptop, losing all my sound effects, all the episodes, all my rundowns. As a stalwart of a shot of wrestling, I lost everything. And it turned out, for no reason, because the computer place could not fix my laptop. But they did something, because you're hearing my voice now. So, fingers crossed it works, especially with 200 on the horizon. But for now, I have been your host, at Michael J. Party. Until next week, episode 200. putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. ha, ha, ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in authority all in my face what is a man to do good night everybody